Hey everybody, welcome into Locked on Tar Heels. Football got underway last night with a win in the post-Sam Howell era. But right now we got to talk about this first of its kind UNC blue and white scrimmage that took place yesterday, just before the game. Joining me, you know it, it's Carolina's in-game host and the six-man B-Dot. He was courtside yesterday doing his thing like he always does. Nobody be better to join me today to unpack it all than my man, yeah. Dot. Let's tune in. Let's do it right now. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, okay, everybody, welcome in. So glad you're here. Dot, what's going on, brother? What's up, brother? Oh, man, we are just getting it going today. And uh, goodness gracious. Uh, by the way, rocking the R. Lamar shirt today. Happy birthday to him yesterday. You know it. That was going what? on. Was it R. Lamar's birthday yesterday? Yes, yes, yes. I got to tell my boy happy birthday, man. Big shout out to all the man. Um, he, um, does a lot of shirts and merchandising. Uh, his house here. I got my six, six man those for me. Um, you know, Isaac has his own. I saw Jawah He's part of the All Lamar campaign. Puff Johnson is part of the All Lamar movement. So, oh man, legendary in the graphics and the and the t-shirt and the wardrobe. Yes, yes, you know it. You know it, you know it. So uh, let's get right into this. We had uh, yesterday, it was the white team, the blue team. Uh, we'll talk uh, some just specifics in a second. But first, uh, the white team came away with a victory in this, 80 to 69. Uh, it was Armando Baycott with the, with the tip in uh, to, to send the team to victory. It was a game played to 80 points, so it's not timed. Specifically, that's how we're doing it. So um, from, from the folks at Inside Carolina, Here's what we had for the stats breakdown. Uh, the white team, RJ Davis led all scores, 24 points, nine of 18 on field goals, three of eight on threes. Uh, Armando Baycott, 19 points, 20 rebounds, just doing the absurd things that he always does. DeMarco Dunn chipping in 16 points. Love to see that. Puff Johnson with eight and five rebounds. Justin McCoy had six points. Our man Dewey Ferris had four and Creighton Lebo with Three. And then for the blue team, Caleb Love led the way with 22 points, uh, eight of 20 on field goals, including an insanely deep three. Uh, Seth Trimble, 21 points. Wow. Love to see that. Pete Nance, Tyler Nichols, some newcomers both had 11. Dontrez chipped in four. Will Shaver had two. And then our, our man, Jackson Watkins, he was out there doing it. Um, and then uh, we'll talk, we'll talk more about this later, but um, no Leaky Black, no Jalen Washington playing yesterday. So uh, we'll get into all the stats in the game itself in a minute, but let's talk about this event first, Dot. This this is a first um, was, event. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. And it was an NIL deal, man. They, um, I believe the sponsors were United Healthcare and uh, Town Bank. We're thankful for those guys for putting this event together it started around one o'clock i was at one of his gym um the guys sat around um sat at a table in the 
front, and there are all types of items signed by the Tar Heels. Everybody was lined up, um, and it was the guys were there sitting down for two hours signing every autograph. People came in. The shot with Caleb uh, uh, over Mark Williams. That was heavy, heavy in rotation. People that were getting shirts and, and, and shorts. And, and one guy came in with some dead stock Jordan 3. Now, Isaac, I don't know how you do on the shoe game, but you you know what I'm talking about. Some dead stock Jordan 3s, all white with on them and got the entire team to sign it. I was just like, yo, like that, that is in wearing the Travis Scott. So, so that lets you know how his shoe game is out there. Um, then we left from there and went to like a, um, a reception where the greet room is there in the Smith Center and all the guys were there. And that's when I got a chance to really kick it with that Trevor. And, and it, was, it was dope because they're getting a a second on a basketball like these are LP to I mean, uh, JP Tokato's parents. So you remember athletic uh, uh, four man that we had at Carolina, his bro brother Seth, as I just told you, he had 21 points last night. I mean, yesterday, I'll tell you more of the episode, but it was just cool to just have that dynamic with the players who, you know, like they're not just guys that go play basketball. They have to do meet and greets. They have to talk, kiss babies and shake hands and you know coach hd was there the awesome well, i don't i guess i will i'll say awesome because as i told both the audience were there really got to experience an exclusive event um none of the coaching staff in carolina could be present during the scrimmage um none of their no one that works with the program my boss on game day, none of the Smith Center during the scrimmage per NIL rules. Now, I was in the Hills house um, a couple days prior to the scrimmage. Do you, do you have any rules make it so that no staff could be at the scrimmage? <laughs> no. You don't have a clue? Oh, say it again. Sorry, it cut out for just a second. Do I have a clue why those rules were there? I'm sorry. Yeah, it prohibits the staff from being at the scrimmage. Did you? Do you know? Yeah. Well, it's it's got some things that like. First off, everyone's still trying to figure out nil and and everything that's going on there, and uh, so the everyone's trying to figure out these rules. But it is a compliance thing where there there just can't be this overlap of like, hey, we're having an officially sanctioned event with our coaches officially on board with that. And so since it's a, a paid event to the players, um, then the it's kind of like coaching staff has to be hands off. Plus part of that is with all the practice rules going on and they can't uh, officially get into all of that quite yet. And so that's some of the issues surrounding that as well. I understood. Well, I appreciate that because I, I just didn't understand. But as far as money is concerned, I would like to assume but a nice payday was yesterday. His signatures <laughs> and then the thousands that were there in the Smith Center for the scrimmage are very successful in deal. Yes. And, and I love this. I mean, this is the first event of this kind, like we said. Um, like, I think this is one of those things where people probably, when, when we start thinking about NIL, we're just thinking about paying players. We're not thinking about 
events like this that we can now start getting for the first time. Um, I, I love this. I mean, let's make this an annual thing. Every year we have a blue-eyed scrimmage in the lead up to the right. first football home game. Like that's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, no, I agree, man. It made the energy so, so much more festive. I was in there on the fans. Who's going to the football game after this? And like more than 70% of just screaming like, yes, yeah, <laughs> so it was just a very good vibe, man. And to look straight to the football and just to be in that environment with the basketball team. Awesome, man. It was a very good vibe yesterday. Yesterday truly was a great day to be a talk. No doubt about it, man. Absolutely. And, and for 10 bucks, like you can't do better than that. Right. And this is the, the earliest public viewing of the Carolina basketball team the program has ever had. Sure. How cool to kind of bridge the gap leading up to late night, which will be in mid-October. I mean, that's still two months away, but we got to see them yesterday. That I mean, that's just thank you, NIL. Right. Like this is awesome. Absolutely. Are you meals that cost more than ten dollars? So to be able to see the Back day from from the Iron Five minus Brady, and then the newcomers. Like you can't beat that guy. No, no. So with the coaches not able to be there, it's cool. Both teams were coached by former UNC players. On the blue team, we had Jawad Williams, who we've already talked about, and our man yeah. Easy Ed Davis. For the white team, Marcus Ginyard, yeah. along with Dion Thompson. Uh, just national championships all over the place in this building. Our man Garrison Brooks was there on the sidelines. Remember, folks, he is a Tar Heel for life. Like, like it's good to be reminded of that. What was it like to have those guys right there, Dot? It was awesome, man. And like, even don't forget Stir. Sterling was out there too, man. And it was awesome to see him and just to see how you know, Dion and, and, and Marcus Ginyard were with Wad and Ed's sort of on the bench by himself. Ed really didn't have the um the out the coaching. He sort of played the cut, but it was just great seeing those guys back home. We always talk about and events like that really show, like even to the football game, like the coaches Ed Davis and, and uh, Dion, the guys came over to the football game and just to support the um the HBCU. What was it? The HBCU Classic, I believe it's called. Like, it was just all day from beginning to end, for sure. But being around those guys was great because Garrison gets to come home, and he's saying, wow. I remember one time in the scrimmage for a long time, and Garrison was like, dang, they going to 80. They might have to go to the city. Like, you're talking a whole lot of tough talk over here. I remember you playing in these blue-white scrimmages, and that's in over the you know, so it's just a, it's a fun vantage point after they've left. Um, as we can say, I guess, and I'm um, get to come back home. So it's always fun, man. Yes. Gosh, love that. So on a personal note, you're there doing what you usually do as the in-game arena host, but uh, a little bit different. You get to provide like in-game running commentary over the PA. Uh, so, so what was that like to just get to do that and, uh, and almost provide like, it's almost like, like at Rucker Park or something where we just got commentary going on the whole time. Yeah. It was um it was normal for me. Uh, my my um experience on PA now. You know I, I've been doing this since 2004, and I'm for Winston Salem State University as it pertains to 
you know, Rucker type game. Um, um, Chris Paul brought a All Star game during our homecoming one year. I want to say it was 2011, 2000, and I was because I was the PA announcer for Winston-Salem State basketball, and they were doing it. I got the privilege of being the PA announcer for this game, and like the top at that time were there. Everyone was in the gym. LeBron, Carmelo. Mello, Kyrie, Steph, before he person that wasn't there was Kobe Bryant. Like, D-Wade was there. Everybody. Doing the PA for basketball games, especially this type of style, it's very love being able to bring that energy because, of course, I am professional as PA is to have some fun, like you just mentioned, that Rucker Park type vibe. So it was good being able to just have the ball saying, RJ, get a fan something. What the fans want some get the fans some RJ bing, 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 and then shoot a, a shot that you like what and makes it and the crowd goes coming down on the fast break and me screaming out no layups we want a dunk no no layups we want bolts out of it you know fun stuff like that like I'm able to put um uh he told me after the game he said you put the battery in everybody's back I said with you on the mic I. I'd be out here shooting from half court. But it's true, man. Like, I, I give him some input. He was out there one time. He hit a couple threes, and I start calling him hot hammer. Cool, look busy. And I think he missed every shot after that, but it was the confidence. <laughs> Isaac. It was the confidence. Yeah, you did. So it was fun, man. It was a real lighthearted event. Um, where, again, we're going to 80. You know, we're shooting one free throw. Very very soon. We had ACC referees there, same guys that I see during the season. Amazing for me, one of my favorite parts was the crowd is getting settled in. I walk back and I'm walking across the floor to the, the scorer's table just now, but I have of course I have my crown on and the crowd just starts cheering. And I'm thinking like maybe Armando or somebody has come out behind me. No, they're cheering. When the sixth man walks out on the floor, it's time to tee up. And we have set that precedence. I love the fact that that standard has been set. When, when we're in the Smith Center, and when I walk out on that floor, it's go time. It's go time, you know? yes. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm hearing from a couple people in the chat. They're having some trouble uh, with Dot's audio, and we apologize for that. We hope, uh, hopefully, that'll clean up a little bit. But uh, what's wrong we'll, with we'll the audio? The, the folks are saying it's Ronnie, cutting, uh, cutting out a little bit. So I'm on my iPad, my phone, and see if that works better. Yeah, do it. I'll, I'll just keep things going for a minute, right. and uh, and Dot, right. you you just hop right back in. So, um, I'll be right back. yes, sir. Love it. Love it. Love it. So as, uh, as Dot's going to check out and come right back in, um, for those who might just be tuning in a little bit late, let me, uh, just run you back through some of the stats from yesterday. RJ Davis led the way 24 points on nine of 18 shooting, including three of eight from deep. He was three of four on free throws. Uh, for those who were either in the building or you watched back, um from the like highlights that might be on youtube the dude was everywhere yesterday doing all sorts of stuff and uh love what rj was bringing to 
that game. All right, looks like Dot is back in. Let's see if we've got a little bit of a better connection here. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. This man. is live, live, live production, folks. This is what's happening. Yeah, you're getting it in 3D. All right, boom. All right, are we yes, good? sir. All right, folks. Yeah, I think so. Folks, let us know in the chat as we're going if you can hear Dot a little bit better now. And it's perfect timing because we just want to move in now to talking about the game itself, the players. And so I, I want to start by asking you this. who? Let's just start at the top. Who for you was the MVP of the game yesterday? RJ. No hesitation there. Why so? He's just different this year, Isaac. And Are you able to hear me? Me a little bit better it's it is i hear it much better on my end folks that are okay. checking in let okay. us know on your end if you're hearing better okay I'll, but rj no question man this guy you can tell a lot everybody's been working in you know different things that they've worked on and we'll get to different players but rj as it pertains his decision making being able to get to the rack at ease like 420 26 point, and I, I don't even like. Yes, I know he scored at a high clip, but he scored so many points, and you don't even really realize it. Um, he's got. I'm not. He is super confident this season, and not just confident in his skill set, but confident in the team. Hands a show. Like that's what I really like about RJ. Like RJ likes to hit a shot and then look at the cross, or, or, or you know, he's coming down the sideline. He's talking. Talking trash to B Rob and B Rob, like you have some ex exclusive footage, Isaac. Reach out to Brandon Robinson because he has filming RJ and he's talking to RJ as RJ's coming up the floor and RJ's telling him what they're doing. And then he'll come down and look at the camera like, I told you, like, it's that, <laughs> that type of confidence. RJ um, competing for the Bob Cousy Award this year, like at oh, that man. point guard. But really, really really see that man and and the best thing about this team is everybody knows like everybody knows that when we go in every arena they're gonna want to beat us just talking to rj and he was just saying like he was saying how unpredictable he says you don't know if he's gonna come out and drop dimes you know magic johnson <laughs> you don't know if you know <laughs> said you don't you really yeah. don't know what he's gonna do from possession to possession. I really think that started um, that Cameron game in Duke. Um, I, I just remember all last season, but that Cameron game, he just was different. I remember him hitting that going to halftime and just saying, because I, I was out of the country, and I just remember looking at my partner, Frank, saying, different tonight. And from, from that game to what I saw yesterday, he player, um, I, I, I would like to say he's made one of the biggest strides from last, last season. Not just his gameplay, game but his confidence. RJ was yes. definitely MVP yesterday. I love it. I love it. My my probably my favorite uh, was he who like he got a pass on the left wing and Trimble was out on him. He pump faked him, got him up in the air, drove lane. Caleb crashed in on him from the right side, and he had this like inverted behind the back dribble between his legs got to the hoop, and then threw it out of bounds. I think he was expecting Puff to cut baseline or something. Yes. But it was, yes. like, like he, like, duped 
both Tremble and Kale, I mean, they were just left sitting there wondering where RJ was. At. I'm just like, bro, come on. Like, this is like his, good. His mess, good. Mess ups, his, his mess ups could possibly. I remember one basket he, he made where his body was falling left, and some. He switched. It's like, how did you make that bucket, dude? Like, it's like he can put the ball in any angle. RJ is definitely going to be one to watch this season for sure. Love that. Love that. So um, another one, uh, another question I want to ask you is who like, this is when the lights really are coming on for the first time. You just don't often know until the lights come on, what's going to happen. So who surprised you based on what you expected from them? Based on what I expected, but based on the tale of tape, we DeMarco Dunn was the DeMarco. most outstanding yesterday. Um, okay. um, and what was fun we're doing the signing the, uh, during the one to three period that I was talking about earlier. I don't know if y'all heard number For one to three, they had an autograph signing for fans. And the players were all at the front. but And I was sitting with a gentleman, and we were just talking, just chopping it up. And I knew that he had to be Slayer because he, he was in the section with me. And so I just, I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. Who are you? Um, DeMarco's dad. And it's funny how when someone says they're a parent, say that you can see their face transition into that player. And I'm like, dude, you're definitely DeMarco's dad. It's unreal. <laughs> And, you know, he and I, I were talking. He was such a dad. You know, he's such I know DeMarco better get in that gym and get on that floor. You know, that's how he's talking, you know. And it was fun to see DeMarco perform so well. Um, and, and the things that impressed me about him was he played his own pace. And I mm. really liked his pace. I liked the, the um, when he got in the lane and got to his, his specific spot. Um, you can definitely take it in the offseason. And after the game, you know, we had like maybe two hours to kill and went over to the football game. And for those two hours, um, DeMarco in the back lot and just talked. You know, I have no clue what they were talking about. Um, <laughs> but just walking around, just having conversation, you know, and it was just cool to see that dynamic of father just seeing the support system he has in that regard but as it pertains to the floor it was also glimpses of what could possibly be from his skill set for sure and here's a story that his dad told me football DeMarco played football and got hit so hard he got a concussion Uh uh-uh and after that DeMarco said "Uh uh-uh and he switched to (laughs) basketball and it's been bad actually played football so that was just little fun conversations that I had yeah. with the fam. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, man, thoughts and prayers to Tony Grimes today. Looked like he might have gotten a concussion last night early in the football right. game, and uh, right. hopefully we will see him back this weekend at App State in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah, right. man, DeMarco, uh, man, had a dunk. Uh, just the, I mean, he's showing some athleticism that I don't even think I thought he had. And a lot of the offseason, it's been like, obviously, RJ and Caleb are the starters, but Man, having Seth Trimble as a legit solid backup to them to spell both RJ and Caleb. But if both Seth 
and DeMarco can provide some of those really uh, good backup minutes where there's not a drop off in production. I think that just allows both RJ and Caleb to be all the more efficient when they are on the court. Really excited to see the possibilities there. Don, let's talk about the opposite side of that. Is there, is there anybody that's like, man, I, I'm excited, but man, th there's just some work still to be done there. Any, anybody like that that stuck out to you yesterday? Um, I guess I would say this one, not, not trying to be a knock, but I would say hey, Will, Will Shaver. Yeah. You know, things that I saw from Will yesterday is like he knows exactly where he's supposed to be. Um, no, I'm not a coach. I'm not a, a, a trainer. I'm just a six man. So please take this with a grain of salt. More agile yeah. if he trim down a little bit. What I like about Will is his motor. He, he, you can tell he wants to be there. And I think when it all finally clicks for him, once he knows exactly on this team, I mean, he's behind uh, Mondo. He's behind Pete. You know, that type vibe. But once how to accurately put his strength and his skill set with this team, I think Will's going to be real, real fun to watch. But, again, I think right now he's just sort of trying to fill it out and um, yep. plays in the system and in the offense. But I, I like Will. I really do. And I hope. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of Will, I think we know mostly what we're getting from the returners. Um, and and um, But we do have several newcomers. In addition to Will, there's obviously the transfer in Pete Nance and then the three other freshmen. So let's start with Pete Nance. What did you learn about him yesterday? He's a leader. He's a leader, Isaac. Like, I wrote some things down about Pete because it was, it. It, was, it, was, it was shocking to to me um second half they were getting beat 46 to 38 and pete on the floor and, and mind you pete's got caleb he's got uh tread on the team last year this is his first team this is his first time in front of carolina fans he's, he's the one that's telling the guys huddle up and he's barking at him on the floor different uh do this ice like and i was just sitting there like Man. You know, like, and this is no knock. And Caleb isn't grabbing everybody around doing that at that, that moment. I'm not saying that Caleb is a lead. But in that moment, to, to see Pete do it, the newcomer, that spoke volumes. Um, now, mind you, um, the white team went on an 11-0 run. Listen to Pete. But what I'm saying is Pete had the confidence to give him some direction. Direction. And that was just cool to me. After the game, I actually told Pete, I was like, dude, you know, like the ball wasn't necessarily, he couldn't really get off offensively like I saw him out there in front of the fans. Yeah. But he's, he was still active on the boards. He's going to spell every rebound, even though he got 20 of them. He doesn't have to get every <laughs> rebound. He doesn't have to block every shot. One taller than him that can actually aid in that and I think that's gonna bode well for what we I really like Pete though man he's a he's a humble guy his foot game is crazy he had uh, some um god I wish they were here what did he have on his feet some uh for in the description or something I can't remember what he had on but his foot game was crazy he was there with us um for the for the um football game and stuff like it was just cool like yeah. Pete who, 
And I think he's going to be very, very um, helpful for this team. Now, I will say this. I think threes, maybe three threes and missed all of them. Um, yep. Not I think he was 0 for Yep, 0 for 4. Yep. 0 for 4. And, and see, yep. like, but again, they were all, they were right there, you know. Yep. But like, yep. I, I just want people to, because I, I know comparison thing. I want the Carolina family to give Pete a fair. Yes. Him be yes. Pete Nance. Don't expect him to be Brady 2.0. Don't expect Johnson 2.0. Let him be Pete Nance. 1.0, and I think we'll enjoy him as a Carolina fan. That's really well said, Dot. Like, he's just not going to hit threes at the same rate, at the same level Brady did. Brady had the second most threes in a single season in Carolina history behind Justin Jack. I mean, it's just like, you he's not going to replicate that. And better days are ahead. He's going to hit threes. Like, don't, don't mistake that. Right. But I, I think what you just said there is really well said. Let him be Pete Nance. Don't try to force him into being somebody he's not. And it's going to be a great season. It just might look a little bit different than how we went about it last year with Brady. Let's talk about the other newcomers. We've already talked about Will Shaver a little bit. Um, and then we've also got Seth Trimble pouring in 21 points yesterday and then Tyler Nickel with 11. Let's start with Trimble and then we'll go to Tyler Nickel. Seth Trimble is probably uh, of, the new, of the new guys. Like I I love Seth, but it's because I love his family. He's a friend of mine. But just seeing Seth, I, I told y'all from the beginning, Seth has his athleticism, but he has the pace and the control of, of Joel Berry. Um, mm. Perimeter to the same clip that senior Joel Berry could, freshman Joel Berry, and how he shot from the perimeter. But as it pertains to an athletic, Seth Trimble can't do to the point where one time Mondo goes up for a dunk and it's and who challenges him at the rim and blocks it Seth Trimble the smallest guy on the floor maybe like he's just unreal man and and I love the thing that I love about him the most that you can is if, if he makes a mistake um he tries to throw a lob and goes out of bounds or something the first thing he says is, what did I do wrong? Were you not ready for that law? I, and and the, the, the main thing that comes to my mind is they had a during the summer for some, some campers. And Mondo and, 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 and the same team. And Seth went to throw a lob to Mondo. And Mondo didn't even go. Watched it go out of bounds and came. That's right. I remember this. Yeah. And... and and Seth, like, was it was it a was it an errant pass? Was it a bad, bad pass? Like he, he was really confused. And I remember RJ sort of grabbed him and whispered some words to him as they went up the court. At that moment, I sort of thought, I felt like it was because Mondo wasn't a hundred percent. Because if he comes down and messes up his ankle, oh, oh gosh, right? That's just what I thought. Exactly what happened, RJ told him, like, listen, you know, Mondo ain't 100%. That was a good pass in the game. I don't want to, you know, it's that type thing. And yeah. just being around those guys, I mean, just seeing the camaraderie that they have with one another, it's so dope to watch. I remember last uh, of the women's team, and 
just how 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 together they were social media just always together like in a pack whenever you would see them and boys weren't that because clearly they were that as far as they got last season right i just wasn't um able to, able to witness it like i was yesterday man like yeah yeah these guys will go to war like there, there is a big brother little brother hierarchy but the little brothers respect the big brother the little brother we're gonna have a great season, man. Like man. barring injury, bar we <laughs> should definitely be in Houston this year. <laughs> yes, barring I I posted something on Twitter this summer. I realized that RJ and Caleb have both played in every game in their first two seasons, and people wow. were lighting me up like, "You better knock on every piece of wood you can find in your house." <laughs> like, I was I was roasted for that one. But seriously, like we we have had great uh, fortune with both of those guys, and hopefully that'll continue. Unfortunately, the injury bug did catch us in the national championship game last year, and uh, like you said, hopefully that'll not be a thing. Uh, let's say a little bit uh, about Tyler Nickel as well. I know uh, from from people who uh, have checked in on him already, we understand, man, the defense just, it's not there yet, but the man is a walking bucket and can fill it up. What did you see from him yesterday? Man, I, I love Tyler. He can fill it up. Yes, he is invited to the cookout. No, you do not <laughs> think that's his voice. With his dog. <laughs> yes. Point, to the point where one of the, the uh, signature lines, uh, they asked him yesterday. I put this on my IG story. They asked him yesterday, "Is your uh, rap album gonna drop?" Because he just sounds like <laughs> a rapper. He sounds he like sounds like Chief Keith. I don't know. It's just he sounds super urban. He's got this deep hat, and we can do it. We can get it. That's how Tyler Nickel talk, and he got these tats, and uh, he goes <laughs> drop. Super cool dude, man. Um, for he is um, the football game. game. I got to travel over with them, and I was at Justin McCoy and Jalen Washington and Will Shaver, and just being able to just chop it up with a man. He's a, he is gonna have to work, um, um, you know, to see the floor because you're not gonna see the floor if you're alive. Um, but can the guy play? Absolutely. Is he? Um, I'm talking about nice stature. He's got full um, uh, control of his body. He can hit off balance shot. He clearly them um read your scout report because he's definitely going to knock that shot down 80 percent of the time man and um i look forward to seeing how he progresses over the next couple of years for sure yes absolutely man and I i'm with you just a good dude we did an interview earlier this summer uh, if you haven't watched it yet those of you tuning in go back check it out it's on the youtube page right. on the interviews oh, playlist you. and uh make sure you see that but like you said tyler's just a good dude best phrase i've heard in weeks he's invited to the cookout <laughs> absolutely dude I know exactly what you mean when you say that too. Like you, no explanation needed. <laughs> oh gosh, that's good. Dot. I love it. So um, now the the freshman we haven't talked about yet is Jalen Washington. He didn't play yesterday. He's still recovering uh, fully from injuries in high school. And uh, the the projection is that we expect him to be playing, but it's going to be a slow process. He's going to have to work his way back. No reason to get him out in this scrimmage. Playing. But um, the one people are asking a lot about and wondering about is Leaky wasn't out there playing yesterday either. And I know you don't want to say uh, too much because you don't want to give away the company secrets and stuff like that. But Dot, what can you say to us about why Leaky was, wasn't playing yesterday? 
Tariki is like on sort of like like a load management type deal at this point. You got to remember what's strange is Leaky does not like this stat. Isaac might have let us know that after this season, there will not be a Tar Heel player more times than Leaky Black. That's right. And Leaky Black does not. I told him yesterday, I was like, why don't you like that? And he was like, dude, that means I've been here forever. <laughs> if, if you were at NC State forever, it might suck. But you, you've been at, like, you've been a. <laughs> A five-year damn near starter for Carolina. Do anybody else will ever top that? Like, you have a record that you're the Iron Man of Carolina. He just doesn't view it that way. And I, I just, I want him to, to be comfortable with the fact that, he, like, yes, he could have left last year. And we'd have been pissed. The fact that he's <laughs> here, I give him so much love, man. Like, he's the OG. He's grandpa. He is... Grandpapa team, man, and like we're excited to have Leak out there. But, but again, with all that being said, he had a lot of you know four strong years on those legs. So any type of, I think they're gonna do that. They, they don't want to put him in a situation where you know injured on some fluke foolishness his That's last right. year. You know what I mean? So That's right. I think it's more that I don't think he's injured. Like I'm seeing him walk around and running around and things of that nature. So he's participating. And so I don't think it's an injury that fans need to be worried about. I really just think it's management for Lee. Yep. And, and that makes a ton of sense. If, if folks remember back to his freshman year, he had a really bad foot injury. Uh, I believe it was against Georgia Tech. Put him basically yep. out of commission the rest of that year. And, and um, man, I, I get that. I'm, a, I'm 38 years old. I'm an old man. And my back hurts right now just sitting here on this couch. Like, um, and so I, yeah, like it would be fun to have him out there for a scrimmage, but uh, I'd rather save it for the hopefully 40 games that North Carolina, or the, uh, yeah, 40 games North Carolina is going to play this year. And so love that. that part. Speaking speaking of injuries, kind of kind of coming back from it, do, does it seem like Mondo is showing any lingering issues from his ankle injury at the end of the season? You talking about 19 points and 20 rebounds in a second? <laughs> no, Mondo's fine. <laughs> Mondo is fine. Enough no, Mondo, said Mondo, about man. that. <laughs> he's definitely going to average a double double again, like just because he's a menace and he knows what he. Mondo, Mondo, Mondo's out there shooting threes. Honestly. He hit one yesterday. And I'm confident, though, like, like setting the play, like calling the play for, for him to get the pick so that he can do the play. I, I, I like the confidence from Mondo. I do. And look. And and let me just tell you, you know, Mondo will want me to share this, but I'm going to share it anyway. He shouldn't have told me. <laughs> I'm sharing it right here. Isaac Shade on, on Locked on Tar Heels. Dig it. Let's go. Mondo is so serious that he isn't even in Burbank's episodes as he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be in a bigger role rolling outer banks but because of the season he has to be here for practices and things of that nature it was so that he could not do it and i just want to just say that that's a testament to the dedication to the national champion and that's on that's the right. boys side and the women's side like deja yes kelly like the west coast east coast she's down in texas 
doing camp, but every time there's something going on, she's there. She was at the she was at the scrimmage yesterday with the team. All of them that they're being successful on the NIL deal side, but still, priority is a national championship on the women's side and, and the men's side, and also the, that takes and, and the support of other organizations by going to the That's football right. game the top student athletes and i just want to say salute to armando baker yes salute to deja Kelly. and everybody yes that nature too but those two like they're top tier right now and to yeah. still be yeah. able to be as part of the that's a lot man it's a lot yeah and absolutely and i feel like i've seen folks being like what's armando doing going to film stuff he clearly doesn't care about basketball shut your freaking wow. mouth i don't want to hear that noise <laughs> get out of here with that so, uh, Doc, we've got some great questions that have come in on the chat, some questions folks have sent me. I'd love to get to those. But first, is there anything else you want to say uh, from our end, back from the game yesterday, stuff that stood out to you? Uh, Mondo's vicious dunk over Will Shaver just running downhill like a running back. I mean, like Omari and Hampton was doing last night. Like the dude. Yeah. But, that part. Found on my um, uh, notes here. Um, Seth is athletic. Down. Um, the Caleb dunk that sent the people into a frenzy. Yes. I'm going to tell you who was a spark yesterday. Dewey. Dewey. Dewey Ferry. Listen, Dewey came off the bench and got four quick crazy. <laughs> Speaking of which, let me a uh, quick plug here. Uh, all, all off-season, Coach Pat Kilby and I have been doing a roster preview, different player every Wednesday. We've gone through all 13 scholarship players. This coming Wednesday, it's going to be a Biscuit Boys episode. We're talking about Dewey. We're talking about Creighton. It's going to be lit. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday's show. Keep going, Dot. Don't forget, too, Jackson. Don't, don't forget about my boy Jackson Watkins. Yes, he Jackson. Them, um, Biscuit Boys, too. I put down here Pete calling the guys together. That was a moment yes yes um, armando was just strong, different i wrote that down i just want to remind y'all rj different this season y'all yeah, yeah. rj okay um caleb had an assist <laughs> to pete that was nice that was a nice nice assist to pete his name again right here dewey fair and that's pretty much it man as for Jalen, though i did want to say something about Jalen. yeah um yeah you know he's sick that he couldn't be out there you know right Weight room, you know, with the with the with the medicine balls and working and, and, and getting back, back. But going in rushing, Jalen, and nope. he's a very nope. skilled big. He can shoot. He's inside outside of Jalen when he touches the floor. But there's no point in rushing. He came off of a, a, a serious injury, and they really just want to work him in slowly and have him ready, come rule, etc. Same thing we just said about Leaky. No point in getting him out right. there for this. Right. Save him. We need him. The the um, front court is not very deep this year, and and we need his body. And I cannot wait to see what he brings to the table. All right, folks, we're going to get to your question and answers in just a second. But let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online, which is one of our sponsors here on Locked On. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. There's also reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, 
NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering info. They've got you covered. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so let's get into some questions here. First off, uh, one that came in on the chat just a couple minutes ago. Somebody said, what shirt is that that I'm wearing? We talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, this is an R. Lamar original. It says, uh, welcome to Chapel. Greetings from Chapel Hill. It's got uh, some guy with number 23. I've never, I don't know who that is, but um, I think he... He, he might can play basketball. So uh, check out our okay. Lamar clothing if you want some great stuff there. All right. So, Dot, let me uh, pose some of these to you. This comes from our man Dwayne Spears from In the Heels House. He says, who has made the biggest leap from freshman to sophomore year? And he didn't specify, but let's just keep it to the two sophomores of this year. So between DeMarco and Dontrez, who made the bigger jump this offseason? From what I saw yesterday clearly it would have been DeMarco four points DeMarco has 16 um but I like the confidence of Trez yes um, he did only have four points but they were good for him like they were yeah he, he made it at the free throw line pulled up for the jump boom you know um, um he's very athletic in that wheel shaver mode of, of trying to figure out how to correctly yeah. put his strong with the rest of the squad like, am I three? Am I four? Like, I have the athleticism to get real set of a three. I, you know, it's, I think a lot of that between the ears is dealing with Trez. Yeah. But once, yep. Like, yep. he's gonna be super, super, super cool. Yeah. And I think part of the part of that answer too is that Dontrez was further ahead of Demarco last year, and so there was le- like Demarco just had a higher. Uh, place to come from where he was at and Dontrez right. is making more incremental jumps. And so I think that's part of that answer as well. I love what you said there, Dot. Um, next, this is from our man said, he says, I just want you all to speak on RJ Davis and how he's kicked up since that coach K night in Cameron. He was going crazy yesterday. And I just want that to be highlighted. We've already done that, but no, listen, let's just keep blowing this man up. Let's get him to that Bob Cousy award. You're talking about earlier. Let our man, RJ, like he might be, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this, might be because of the role he's going to play the most indispensable player on this team. Like they just move along at a different level than when Caleb's running the show and probably than when Seth's running the show. Do you agree with that, Dot? I agree 100%. And I even think Caleb likes that. I don't know that mm. for a fact, but I think by RJ running the show, and being the decision maker and Caleb can just be the I think Caleb loves that and I think that you'll see that that um I can see us really going with a three guard RJ Caleb and Seth coming in and then yep. having Pete and Mondo grabbing all the rebounds many different um it's like like a Rubik's Cube almost in the idea that we got sections that we can throw at opposition where yes it's kind of difficult to Games we can go super super big, like we can go with a huge lineup, like with Caleb and Leaky and and Trez or something yes. or, or Puff. You know what I'm saying? Like that's everybody on that is like six six and six. like so. I don't know, man. Like I, I think this team has, has HD gets to put it all together the way he wants to. I don't think it's going to be a situation where it's going to be Iron 
plan players will play an entire yeah. second half. You know, I think that um, you got enough guys now that know how Coach HD wants the program to be run. They know what they have to do in practice. And it's guys behind you that are really hungry. Like if yes. Trez and, and, and did on the floor last season, when you got Seth and Tyler back here, like, <laughs> you better get to it it's a great problem no. to have absolutely it is i love that talk about all the lineup combinations dot um like that three guard lineup like you're playing a team like baylor who everyone knows comes with those like insanely right. talented guards like baylor right. probably right. will have the best three guard lineup in the country this season i mean this is what scott drew recruits to but legitimately, you add Seth Trimble to Caleb and RJ, and we will rival them for the best three-guard lineup in the nation. Like, take that to the bank. Or we could go huge, like you talked about, all sorts of different combinations. And I, I just think you're going to be able to tailor to opponents or whatever you need to do, and that will be uh, a great thing. Uh, got a question that came in here from Yo Johnny Boy, and I believe it's showing up on the thread here. Yes, love this. Man, Restream has some great capabilities for us. And Yo Johnny Boy, as you see here, says, do y'all think there is anything Caleb can improve on this season? I've got some ideas on that one, but Dot, what do you think about it? I'll just say first the decision-making. You know, yes. I'm yes. Just, you know, sometimes he can be a, a bit erratic, but the gift and the curse, man. You know, like that, that three-pointer three he shot that you put the video on. Uh, I think, did you load, Did you put it on lock, Locked on Tar Heels? I think I put it a oh, bit of everywhere because everyone needed to see it. <laughs> Agree. But that one, when he shot the joint from uh, Franklin Street and, and any other, and that's a bad shot. But not for Caleb in that moment. Like he had just, it was a heat check. He knocked it down. He forced the white team to call a timeout like that's Caleb gonna also call an ISO on RJ and and try to cross over and dribble the ball out of bounds and the thing about Caleb is his demeanor isn't gonna change either way <laughs> like he's gonna stare yes. you down yep. if he has a turnover he's gonna stare you down you don't have <laughs> any clue so the only thing I would say is the decision making like I still want him to be aggressive yes. um, it's tough for any guard to stay in front of him one on one. It's just tough. Yep. You gotta yep. sit here. You have got. To. Yep. When he goes downhill, he's gonna get a bucket, or he's gonna go to the free throw line. And I love Caleb. If he can just understand that, that the way I understand that, you know, don't don't bail him out by taking a cup or go to the free throw line. That, that type yes. Stuff. Yes. More consistently. Trouble. Trouble. Yes. Folks, keep in mind, Caleb, RJ, and Leakey all shot above 80% from the free throw line last year. Let's go there early and often. All right, some more questions uh, from, from Leon Peace. Uh, we've already answered this. Do we know why Leakey didn't play? Load management. We're, we're already talking about that. Uh, Michael Jackson uh, posthumously from the grave is asking, <laughs> Woo! Uh, man, how about that song from Free Willy? That was a good one. How will the scrimmage play as a game? Yes, we, we talked about it. They played to 80 points. Uh, were there refs? Yes, as Dot said, there were ACC refs. So this is a legit uh, game with high-level guys. Uh, and he, Michael Jackson says, this is my first viewing. Welcome in, Michael Jackson. We are so glad that you are here. Uh, Bruce Wayne. Man, we got all sorts of people coming Batman. in. Batman. <laughs> 
uh, how was Pete Nance and Tyler Nickel? We talked about those guys. Doc talked about he loves the leadership Pete Nance brought yesterday, and the shots are going to fall. Stay patient. Tyler Nickel uh, is going to probably struggle to get minutes this year. The wing is loaded. No fault of his own, but he will see some time, and he'll get his opportunities because um, that's what Coach HD does. He gives you an opportunity. Here's a good one. This comes from CMC Show 22. Where is the full game? Uh, to my knowledge, the full game isn't anywhere to be uploaded. I do know that there are, are do what dot. Oh yes, dot. Great plug from you right here. Yes, give us a plug, dot. So if you are interested, I do have subscriptions on my Instagram. Many people have this. I do have a four ninety nine package. That's like like a dollar a week um, to subscribe to my to my Instagram. Yesterday, I took people behind the scenes. But not only did I do that, I bring the game, and it is on my Instagram right now. But the only way you can see it is if so subscribe to my Instagram, then go to my reels, and you'll be able to watch the entire game um, in, the, in the huddles with the coaches during the timeouts. Armando was calling my subscription pay. Pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but all of that is on my Instagram. I am the only place that has the in its entirety. That's right. So make sure you subscribe to that now. And don't think that's just a yesterday thing. No. You know that the in-game arena host and the six man of the Tar Heels, he's going to have behind the scenes content for you all season long in the lead up to the season. I can only imagine the access you'll get at things like late night. You make sure you subscribe to Dot's Instagram. You know I'm going to be blowing that up for you all season, my brother. That's great. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, here's a great one. Uh, this is from Jonathan Fox. This is one of the great guys. Love Jonathan. Uh, he says, is Brandon Bye. Robinson not working with the team this year? Uh, he was he was at the scrimmage. Do you know he any was insight on that? The, again, he was at the scrimmage, like you just said, but I don't think he's not working last year. I'm fairly confident that he will, will be back this season as to the contrary. Yeah, I, I wonder here, and this is total guess on my part. I think it's because of what his position is as less of an official entity. Like it, it is an official entity, but not to the level of the rest of the coaching staff. I wonder if that has something to do with his ability to be there yesterday. Okay, so I'm out now. I'm starting to understand. He's asking how was B Rob able to be there versus the, and I think you said that correct, Isaac. I don't think he has um a position position that is of a better word as the rest of the staff like he's in um he works with one-on-ones with players and stuff like like that and of course he travels on the staff in that regard but he isn't yeah love that great all right so uh, a couple more questions here from uh that were submitted earlier this is from our friend heatherly compton what a cool name i always love her name she says what was the most unexpected takeaway from the game. What do you think on that one, Dot? Hmm. Unexpected takeaway from the game. Um, I will say Dewey. I'm looking down right now on my list. Dewey for sure. <laughs> and Dewey Ferris's story, right? Like Dewey Ferris, they had tryouts for Kevin Ferris was just a regular student who went and tried out for the basketball basketball team and made and his story is just 
so legendary to me. Like I love it so much that when and he, he had as many points as Trez. You know, yeah. like yep. that's that's yep. big for a guy saying like and i love dewey i think he has a cool name d-u-w-e ferris <laughs> the super cool dude being at him, uh, being with him last night at the football game and it's his hbcu band and all of the biscuit boys make sure you talk to them about that that's on wednesday please ask the biscuit boys about their first experience with was um standing right beside them they were just eyes were like they were like I'm excited Jackson and it was just a good time man but I I really like doing and the, the the spark I'm seeing a spark off the bench when the game was sort of like eh, what are we gonna do here and it was just I would take Dewey Ferris as my, my most shocking uh, moment from, from yesterday I love that I'm gonna have to go with Demarco and his 16 points like I just like, that came out of nowhere for me. Um, like Seth scoring 21 points, that's not that surprising to me. Like somebody's got to score a bunch of points to get to 80 for in 69. So that that's not even that surprising. But do uh, excuse me, Demarco dropping in 16 has me like oh. And uh, so speaking of which, we got two uh, two other questions to get to, uh, both from our guy Brandon T. One of them is sticking with Demarco Dunn. Do you think he will carve out a role this year? Uh, man, that's an interesting question for me. Uh, Dot, what are your thoughts on that? You know, because does he have the skill set? Yes, but like how deep can we re- can we go 10 deep for real? Like is that even realistic? Like I don't know yeah. who's doing that in college. Like are guys even able to get a real rhythm if we're going 10 deep? Again, it's yeah. a good problem to have until it's not. Right and yep yep. Demarco, I where if he plays the way he played yesterday, not allowed to be sped up, not shots that he think he can hit, but shots that he knows he's gonna hit in the flow of the game. Yep, was absolutely. I think he can carve out some playing time. Um, but guard, you know, Caleb and RJ are gonna get the ball for sure. Yep, but Seth has got to see the floor. Seth yep. and DeMarco to spell RJ and Caleb, like you were saying earlier, Isaac. I, yep. I can see that. But yep. I think the sophomores from last year, I definitely think they'll see a lot more of the floor. The freshman, Jalen, when he gets back, I think he, he's going to be high volume, but Seth Tremble. That can, per, in my opinion, like, I, I, again, yep. no, I'm, I, I'm not a coach. <laughs> I'm just, just a six man, baby. But the way <laughs> he no. plays, you just think he's going to see the floor a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And he, uh, just the way things shake out, for me, he's going to be fourth on the backcourt depth chart. Obviously, he's not going to be ahead of RJ or Caleb. I, I think Seth will pass him, and and Seth will get the, the bulk of the backup minutes. And then here's something that we often don't think about when we start projecting minutes. There's only 200 total available a minutes to a team in a college basketball game, five guys on the court at a time for 40 minutes is 200 minutes. And at some point you have to keep, yes, we're not going to see as much iron five as we did last year, but it's not going to be uh, a bunch of guys getting a bunch of minutes. And so I would think DeMarco is going to be in that averaging five to six a game. He'll get in, but it's not going to be anything for me. I don't think it'll be close to double digits minutes played a game. And then the other question from our guy, Brandon T, and this is a great one. 
Who do y'all think will be the biggest X factor for this team this season? RJ. RJ, man. Yeah. I really think it's RJ. I think, I think, I think Mondo. Now, again, if you're asking me if we lose, if, and I don't, but if one of these players got abducted by, by alien ship, who could we not <laughs> afford? <laughs> I, think, I think that's a tie between our court to have either one of those those guys abducted by aliens um I, I don't want aliens either however i think that <laughs> we can sort of pacify other places if we have mondo is just such he's he he was dominant last year helping even an inch this year and i didn't feel like that at the end of last year. i was like there's no way mondo can can meet the stats that he did this year like he did this, this had to get the rebounds yet but like when you tell me he had 20 rebounds in the scrimmage it didn't look like he had it didn't look like he had 20 rebounds and like so for him to be able to get rebounds it's clearly a skill set that he's developed to get to these rebounds he, he's not working he's just getting these like it's just and just having fun with it yeah. you know what i mean like a putback yeah. that's a <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. So, again, I don't want RJ or Mondo abducted by question. Yes. For me, well, just to give a different answer, I'll approach it a little bit differently. I'll say outside of the starting five, who's going to be my X factor? And for that, I'll go with Puff Johnson. And here's why I say that. To me, mm. if, Pete, if Pete Nance doesn't transfer in, Puff Johnson is your starting four. He's in that starting lineup. Mm -hmm. I think we started to see a lot more from him down the stretch, including a great performance in the national championship game before he had to come out another uh, illness injury for the Tar Heels in that game. It just, uh, man, everything that could go wrong did down the stretch there. But I really think not only will he, but Carolina needs Puff to take a big leap this year. Is he going to shoot like his brother? Nope. That's just not... Like, that's not what Puff's – he's going to hit some threes, right. not to Cam's level, though. But he's going to bring so many other things. Uh, for me, he's going to be the second-best defender behind Leakey on this team. Uh, and he yeah. just does all those little things that you want in a basketball player that makes Coach Davis trust him innately. Like, I just think Coach believes in him so much that Puff Johnson, I wouldn't be surprised if he has the sixth most minutes on the team behind the starters. So I'll go with him as my ex factor i like that i like that as an x factor i agree with that I, I, defensively not an x factor but when you're talking about defensive guys leaky puff um category as well he's got a lot more confidence this year um and puff the same earlier in the show let puff be puff man yeah don't expect yep. him to be cam 2.0 right. he just happens to have a last name Andrew johnson but let let him enjoy his ride as Puff Tar Heel, and we'll have a great time with him as a Carolina family. Absolutely. All right, so, uh, Dot, this last question comes from Isaac Shade, and Isaac Shade wants to know, uh, Dot, you told me that it's surreal to be doing things like hanging out, eating dinner with the players, hanging out with Coach Williams a little bit last night. Uh, heading into year two of this role that you started last year, and, and obviously, we'll talk about this again and more getting into the season. Can't wait to do that. But 
what are you looking forward to into reprising this role for round two? Um, just the family, man. A small glimpse of it yesterday in the Smith Center. And it was just awesome just having everybody back and just how much we missed each other and just <laughs> ready to make this run, man. Um, you know, uh, just a, a time for us to meet the women's basketball team, the men's basketball team. Um, a uh, little energy in the in the, in the Smith Center, but then just to kick this thing off, man, we got a lot. Charlotte, we're gonna be in New York. We're gonna be in, uh, I think, Portland. I think. Um, yep, yep. Just the energy from this team is a very confident, but not a, like everybody has a sour taste in their mouth from not finishing business last year. I remember being in the Smith Center yesterday and just talking to the fans and asking. Asking them if they remember and beating Duke, and the cheer from that was just—it gives you goosebumps. I, I asked them, yeah. you know, the Final Four down in New Orleans and beating Duke again, and just the cheer from that. Just but we didn't finish business, so this year is unfinished business, and it starts in the night, and we'll go go from there, and we'll just you know continue to build wins and continue to build with the program until you know march madness gets here and hopefully Man. it's all, all said and done some nets i told hd i said houston we have a problem and HD said, Ooh, <laughs> i like that <laughs> maybe that could be the uh yes that'd be awesome that could be like the the hashtag for uh the carolina uh basketball Twitter account of the show. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh man, you just got me going on that. Dot. I'm so <laughs> excited. So many great things are ahead. You all better believe Dot and I will be chatting more as we lead up to the season and in the season. Uh, just hearing what he's seeing from his role. Uh, it's it's just a unique role and a unique viewpoint that none of the rest of us have. And so Dot, thank you so much for all your insights, sharing what you get to do with the rest of us. Um, and, and that just means so much, I know, to so many people. And so let me just on behalf of all of those say, thank you for what you do and how you do it. Before I let you go, I know you got some great stuff. We already talked about subscribing to your Instagram. What else uh, can people check out from you and where do you want them to find you? Um, social media, b.tv. You know, I have everything. I got my six-man shirts from my Carolina Six man, make sure you get your six man shirt. We got them in white, gray. Um, I'm very, very, very excited because um, by the time we get, um, I will have my coloring book ready. Um, six from Super Fan. I'll be that. I became the six man of Carolina basketball. Um, it's about 15 pages, and it just from a child becoming a fan and how how I got the position of um, arena host and how it was last year so i'm super excited about that i've been working on that for about five six months so i'm excited um and you know we're just having a great time i'm ready to get this uh national championship man go heels go heels love that love all of that stuff and uh coming up on tomorrow's episode of locked on tar heels you better believe we will be breaking down this first football victory dot was there yesterday there's some great uh behind the scenes footage i know he had kelsey riggs on his ig yesterday all sorts of good yeah. stuff that was fun to see listen there are things to grow on but i am so encouraged by what i saw from drake may from amarion hampton uh just last thing dot and then we're out of here what what did you like that you saw at the game last night 
I like Drake, man. I like Drake just coming out there. Yeah, he has some throws that were behind some of the What you cannot take away is his athleticism and that dog. Like, I love him. He's <laughs> great. Josh Downs, of course, he looks like he's going to try to get that Belitnikoff award. Knee him to Hampton. Love seeing him in the backfield. But, but of course, the 336 product, my boy, Ra Ra Dillon, uh, Ra Ra Dillworth. Dillworth. And of course, yeah, and of course, Trav those boys, my boy Big Trav finally got in the game, got a fumble yes. recovery, but they called the quarterback down. So much great product from the 336, and I, I enjoy seeing those guys. Storm Duck in college football got him an interception last night. It was, it was just a fun time, man. It was a great, it's electric, um, and I really, really love the magnifying glass and the spotlight. That they being that I am a product of Winston Salem State University. Amen. I Absolutely. They handled with the, the situation they had with players. They came out there. They, they were able to compete at a high level. I love the bands coming together and merge. Yes. They're doing the unity. It was just a great for sure. So big shouts to both programs. Yeah. That's well said, man. And yeah, the, to fam you like to just come in and do what they did really uh love that they just took the challenge on even shorthanded that quarterback man he is impressive y'all be watching him they got a huge matchup next weekend against primetime and jackson state so make sure you tune in to jackson state and fam you should be fun great music from the bands uh don't don't miss out on that one dot brother thank you so much for joining i hope you all have had a great Appreciate time joining you. in and as, as always, we want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace.